I've, I've got some information. I've got some information from you from the shipping container. Some dude on Twitter says he's going to LA. Oh really? Yeah. Well, that's it. That's the, some dude who apparently is close to LeBron is tweeting people telling them trophy time. Get ready to all the people in LA. Tweet Kyle Kuzma. You tweet a carry champion. You know all the Laker luminaries. Right. But who is this dude? Like I have dudes telling you know they're tweeting me that he's coming to Miami. So. He's, he's some dude. Uh, he's he's no inferno. Let me put it that way. He's no inferno. No, he's okay. just some dude need to pump up my main man cuffs. First of all, we like on this show and in life, I like to buy value stocks, buy them low before they pop, right? You like to buy low, sell high. I told you guys about Cuffs the Legend a while back. He's been out there, you know, Kevin Durant's in his Instagram mentions. Uh, He's friendly with LeBron. He's gotten in with the NBA players. I'm just telling you guys, you want to buy an early NBA stock. This guy is funny. He's interesting. He's plugged in. You've got to kind of read between the lines as to what he's saying on some stuff. Our next guest is an NBA analyst, a basketball trainer, and a social media influencer. He goes by the name of Cuffs the Legend. And you can follow him on Twitter right there. At Cuffs, C-U-F-F-S, The Legend. In the professional podcasting world, the people are represented by two separate and equally important groups. The media herbs on TV who never got any playing time and the basketball minds who got their 12th grade basketball shoes from the local drug dealer. These are their stories. Step to the podium, my boy. The Boston Celtics are in shambles. The Boston Celtics are in shambles, man, and they were just on the verge of being up 3-1 in the NBA Finals. Just go home, dog. My advice right now to all the fellas listening to the Some Do Show. There's going to be a lot of landmines out here in the battlefield. There's so many beautiful women. So many elite kneecaps. We see how these ladies doing. They putting all this coconut oil on their shins. The shins are just shimmering. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of traps. All I can say right now on the Some Dude Show is just go home, dog. Shout out to OJ Simpson. Orenthal Simpson had a beautiful family. His first wife, two beautiful kids. All he had to do was go home. I know a lot of y'all saying, because I've been hearing it. Yo, cuffs. Yo, cuffs. I can't believe he cheated on Neil Long, bro. Just go home, dog. I know it's hard just to go home. The DMs is crazy. You an NBA championship level head coach for the Boston Celtics. Keister is coming from all directions. Keister is coming from all angles. You got to do better, man. (laughs) The jig is hovering. 
I never thought I would see a black coach become a scapegoat. Not because he did a bad job coaching. <laughs> because he was in the organization mowing them down. <laughs> oh my God. And then I'm not trying to make light of the situation. You know, it's been some reports that Yudoka did some wild shit. I'm just saying, it's just a little cheating. Act like an adult for once. The jig is hovering, Boston. <laughs> Celtics in six. Free Yudoka. Well, look who came to party. DJ Drama. Simple. Hey, waking up the text from every girl I like. Jumping out of car to jump back on the flight. Think I wouldn't go through hell and back to live this life. You fucking right. This shit ain't happen overnight. Let's go, Simba. Hard times make us rich and famous. But we intend to get more rich than famous. Fuck the fame, get the fortune. Life has its way of picking favorites. Which makes us take the focus off of what's for us and think of switching places. Let's take it back to my one-bedroom TV on the floor. Back when we couldn't see our dreams but knew we wanted more. Back when Kennard would tell me I sound like I'm from New York. And I need a feature from Kafani if I won't support. He wasn't wrong, that was just his opinion. His problem was I saw further than what he envisioned. Believe a nigga, the non-believers will leave a nigga. Win, lose, or draw, no matter what, that's a me decision. Be consistent. I gotta watch the way I move, cause they know who I am. Nowadays, my worst decisions could get caught on cam. People wanna hold you up when it's time to advance. Life is short, I can't be out here not trying to expand. Waking up the text from every girl I like. Girl I like. Girl Jumping out of car to jump back on the flight. On the flight. Think I wouldn't go through hell and back to live this life. You, you fucking right, this shit ain't happen overnight. Yeah. You fucking right. This shit ain't happen overnight. Welcome back to the Some Do Show, man. You know I had to go. I had to go to the DMV this time, man. Shout out to all my family and friends in the DMV. I had to go and get a DMV legend for the Some Dude Show, man. My next guest is a three-time pro bowler. He won a national championship in 2008 with the Florida Gators. Shout out to the Gators. He was the seventh pick in the 2010 NFL Draft. He just recently retired, y'all. Legendary 12-year NFL career. Cleveland Browns. Pittsburgh Steelers, I want to welcome to the Some Do Show, the man, the myth, the gator, Joe Hayden. Welcome to the Some Do Show, my guy. Man, my guy, appreciate you, man. Pleasure, pleasure being on the show, bro. Man, it's been a long time in the making, man. 12 years in the NFL, Joe. You defy all the odds coming out of the DMV, like I said, Maryland. That's really a basketball area. It's not really known for football. So coming out of the DMV area, you know, you recently retired from the game. You said goodbye to the game that you love, bro. So I got to ask you, Joe, right out the gate on the Some Dude Show, how is the carpool life for Joe Hayden right now as a dad, man? <laughs> bro, you're hilarious. Literally, my boys uh, just left for school um, this morning. Uh, I told him I had a little, I had, I had, a, I had, had to handle some business today with you. So wifey held down to uh, take him to school duties. So that was, that was nice. But it's just been, 
it's just been a blessing, man. Waking up next to my wife every morning, you know, being able to have that freedom, you know what I'm saying? Being able to, I've been doing it for so long, like 12 years of knowing every single day, during the off season, during, especially during the season, knowing, like having a scheduled routine, having things that I needed to get done every single day to stay at, at the top of my craft. And, uh, just being kind of believed in that now and being able to wake up, take a step back, relax, um, be out here in Cali with my family. My son just started kindergarten. My other one is in preschool. And uh, just being like a like a dad, having 24 hours in the day where you can kind of do what you want to do, being able to not only use your mind just for football, you know what I'm saying? Because that was kind of just dialed in. Like, that's all I've been trying to do, be the best football player I could possibly be. But now I could uh, get involved in a couple of different ventures, man. And, and it feels uh, I'm, I'm at peace with it. The first week I was looking at the games kind of, you know, quiet. Yeah, what, yeah you were itching. What, you still <laughs> itching a little bit. But still a little itchy, like, man, I know, man, these dudes, I'm better than them, you know? But but at the same time, just, like, uh, watching, uh, like, a couple days, watching last night, Monday Night Football, and watching Sunday, I uh, was just at my friend's house, you know, doing a little, just having a couple of drinks, man, and it, and, it, and it kind of feels more, I'm more at peace and it feels, it feels more comfortable. It's like you're really in your second life now. Like, you dedicated so much of your life to football, 12 years and that grind every day for you as a pro athlete, that's a different type of grind than not knocking people with regular jobs, but you really have to tap into your body, your mind, your mental health every single day. So I know having that free time is like it's something, you, it's something that's new to you, but it's something that's a blessing. It's, it's definitely new, and it's for sure, like you said, it's a blessing. I, I don't know kind of what to do. Like, I mean, you know. You don't know what to do. You don't know what to do with yourself with all this time, bro. I'm looking at my lady like, babe, what you about to do? She's like, you want to go get brunch? I'm like, sure. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not, you know, we just kicking it. But just, like, have, having that time, I mean, it is honestly, the more and more that, the more and more days I'm in the retirement, the more and more blessed uh for the game and more I'm happy that what the game brought for me, how much I did put into the game, man, I, I have no more tears left. Cause like I've been, it's been tears of joy coming from me talking to my brothers and just hearing people, just the respect that they had for the way I played the game, uh, how they looked at me as a teammate. And that's just the way that I look at it. Like it makes me feel just so good that I feel like I did it the right way. So when did you know, Joe, like when did you know, it was time to walk away from the game. Because I know you've been playing this game since a childhood kid, since a kid in the DMV area. When did you know, Joe? I would say, honestly, honestly, it, it really, really hit me uh, probably about two weeks ago. Um, this whole off season, I was still going hard. Yeah, grinding. I, saw, I saw you. I saw you on Instagram. You was working out. I said, yo, my, my guy about to sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> he about to, he's still ready. Like, you still ready. <laughs> Already, and I had I had I, I didn't have any intent uh, of really retiring, but uh, it came to the point where I was getting you know it started getting a little closer to the season. Um, I'm getting calls, and I'm but it's not nothing really. Um, I was getting like two million dollar offers, you know what I'm saying, million seven. Um, and I've been in the league like you said for twelve years. Minimum I made was nine million dollars. And getting to this point, like to the back end of my career, I've had a lot of I've had some concussions. I had like you know some some knee scopes. I had my uh, fibia, uh, a, a busted fibia. So, um, just being able to be home and still grinding, and I'm like having that much time on my hands and seeing kind of what the the risk and reward versus leaving, taking my family, moving them to New Orleans or Miami or Buffalo, yeah. and having to kind of re just uproot my family, and they've been doing this for a while now with me. 
And it's kind of like I'm on. The, I'm on, I realized I was on the back end. If a team gave me, you know, they came in sooner. Experience two for eighteen. Bum. I'm we're signing. We're going, and then that's going to be my last two years. I'm gonna play. But then I kind of got into it, and I was here, and I was vibing, and I only see like, dang, I'm gonna have to move my whole family for for two million. We get a million after taxes. Like, I'm good. Like yeah, that's not, not gonna. It's not worth. It's not worth the risk. It's not worth the risk. It's not worth the risk. And I'm seeing all my, I'm seeing my boys, like my boy Micah Hyde just hurt his neck. My boy Jordan Poirier was getting messed up. So it's not like I'm afraid, but if you start thinking about that before you play football, I never had no no fear, no, and whatever. I'm out here doing what I do. And I could tell, like, I started having a little second thought about it. And I'm like, man, I'm having thoughts about this right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it might be my time to really slide. So do you feel like you maybe one day, get into coaching because your IQ is real high being a, a high level defensive back all these years. Do you feel like you, you have, you, I, I know for a fact you have a lot to give back to the game. So as far as your post career, I know it's still early. You're still enjoying your free time, but have you yeah. thought about getting into coaching maybe, or maybe even the media? I think you'll be real good in the media space, Joe. Like, you know, I, the, you know, the game of football and not just football, you, you play basketball, you know, basketball. So I feel like you can be like a versatile guy that, that's different than a lot of these NFL guys who only play just football. Man, I, I appreciate that, Cuffs, and that's kind of where my that's that's really my next move. Uh, I was making kind of like this offseason, getting in touch with people, but it's not really like they wanted to do too many active players. Yeah. So I was kind of yeah. my feet already kind of seeing what was up this offseason, and uh, I think in the next two weeks I'm going to have I'm, I have a lot of meetings set up, um, different, different NFL networks, CBS, Amazon, just really trying to get get my feet on the floor and uh, I want to definitely want to do some commentating. Definitely want to do some, some TV stuff. I really look up to my man, like uh, Nate Burleson, you know, he's doing a great job in the space and I, I can see myself, you know, some talking, playing around like him. So I should be meeting with him soon. I meet with my boy, Andrew Hawkins, uh, just kind of see, seeing what's up with them and uh, just taking my time, but really just trying to uh, meet up with the right people. Man, shout out to Hawkins, man. That's a very funny guy. Cause I, I feel like guys like y'all, man, like y'all have a lot to offer the game. That's why I like shows like The Pivot, I Am Athlete. Like, it's giving the fans a different perspective of the game when they're watching the football games now, watching just their favorite teams play and their favorite players, compared to, like, some of the analysts you see on TV, they never play one down of football. So it's like a, yeah. some of the nuances of the game is kind of missing. And I kind of say, uh, it's, what, it's what I say, it's like guys on TV sometimes, they kind of have blind spots. Like a like mm -hmm. ba like basketball analysis. Sometimes, if you didn't really play basketball, everybody ain't got to be a pro. But if you didn't play basketball at all, you're gonna have some blind spots when you're talking about certain things. And I feel like guys like you is it's definitely much needed in that space. So let's get right to the shit, Joe. Let's, let's get, get right to the shit. Are the Miami Dolphins a legit Super Bowl contender, Joe? My goodness, this is all. All I'm saying is the all around the quarterback. They have A1 top, top, top tier athletes, defensive side of the ball, offensive side of the ball. The receivers are crazy. I just wanted my, my main thing is, like I said, he's been showing great, great. He's been doing great this year. Tua. Tua if Tua yeah. just don't don't mess it up, you know what I'm saying? Be a great quarterback. Don't turn the ball over. You know what I'm saying? Get third downs and get the ball in these, these athletes hands. I mean, I, I don't see why not. They, I mean, there's, there's too much talent on that team, and all they've been kind of missing was somebody at the helm. And if Tua can just hold that thing down and not – he don't got to be the best quarterback in the league, but 
be around number 10, 11, and they, they got a chance for sure. Yeah, with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, man, that's what I think it is with Tua and any young quarterback. A lot of times these young quarterbacks, they get criticized. They get ostracized immediately within a year or two. But a lot of these guys don't have playmakers around them. The Miami Dolphins have done a, a fantastic job of putting playmakers around Tua. Oh, a, th a thousand percent. These dudes are ones that, at the same time, quick hitters, like deep ball dudes, and you can, and, and, and these two dudes can take slants to the house. To the so house. if you got two dudes like that on your team, man, to the crib. So, I mean, you got two dudes like that on your team that are, that are special, and when you have a quarterback on his rookie deal, pay dudes around him to make it easier for him. Because when you start having to pay two or 40 million dollars is going to kind of get to make your team a little bit tougher to make that much better around them. So like when you had these dudes like two and you, when you believe in them, I see them surrounding him, paying players around them. They got ballers getting the bag. So, I mean, it's everybody's going to be held accountable. Speaking of quarterbacks, electrifying quarterbacks. What was it like playing against a guy like Lamar Jackson, Joe? It's basically playing wildcat the entire um, with a dude that can still throw the ball. I would say the one thing about Lamar was you. we would much rather have him. We, we, we would still, not much rather. We still would rather have him throw the ball though against us than when he starts running because he's literally like, he's the same speed as me. You know? <laughs> that's crazy. That's the, that's the crazy part and really diamond it and really shaking people. So, I mean, playing against Lamar, he's a, a joystick. But you just got to really hope that you can just maintain that run. Don't let the run game get going because it wasn't just him. They had them. They had about three hitters that running back. You know what I'm saying? They always have a very, very solid running game. So it's just don't let them get that run game going and try to make, try to keep them in third and longs because that's basically the only way I feel like you can, you can really um, maintain Lamar. So I got a better question for you, Joe. You're on the Some Dude Show right now with Cuffs the Legend, NFL legend, recently retired, Cleveland Brown, Pittsburgh Steeler, Joe Hayden. Which current NFL quarterback are you starting your franchise with, Joe, right now? Is it is it Lamar Jackson? Is it Josh Allen? Is it Pat Mahomes? Who are you starting your franchise with right now? So I'm starting my franchise today. And we talking about age and all, too. It is how old you are, like yeah, how many years Yeah, yeah, right now. Right now I'm going with... Right now, I'm going with Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a bad man, bro. Right now, I'm going with Josh Allen. Because, I mean, I think he might have the best arm in the league. Like, it, it, I mean, Pat Mahomes, he can do a lot with – he got a lot of arm talent. He can throw the sidearm throws. But Josh is like uh, a mobile Dan Marino to me. That's what I see. He's big. He's big. He's hard to tackle. Yes. Yes, and he got that dog in him too. Like he wants it. He wants to. He wants to beat people by. Like he wants to run people over. So I, I like his mental too. How does a kid like Josh Allen? You were you were heavily recruited coming out of high school, but you've seen other guys like that. That you no, know, they flew under the radar. How is a guy, a generational talent like Josh Allen? How is he so under recruited coming out of high school like that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, did, I don't know if he, he, I don't know what school he went to, if there was any, if he went to any combines. I don't know how anybody missed on him because the dude is humongous. So once you see that size and then you see that cannon, I mean, I don't know how, I, I don't know how he was missed for real. That was just bad recruiting. So you played for both the Browns and the Steelers. We all know your career was great with both franchises. Now you're retired, Joe. 
who are you rooting for whenever they play each other? I know you have mixed emotions when you watch the Browns and the Steelers go to battle. Who are you rooting for when you're watching these games? Because the games, uh, the games are so intense. The fan bases are, are man. I've never seen anything like these Cleveland Brown fans, bro. Like we all, we all know the Steeler Nation. They riding real heavy for their team. They got a lot of like a lot of tradition. But the Browns not winning and not tasting that Super Bowl, like they they really ride for their team, man. So how do you feel when you're watching both of these teams play? Man, it's 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 mixed emotions. <laughs> Like literally, I I watch it and I just want to when I when I see them dudes play for real for real, I just want to see good ball. I want to see the best team win. I want to see kind of like what what the game's plan what the game plans are. You know what I'm saying? So I think for both of them, I'm rooting for I'm just rooting for good ball. I I love both organizations. I think the the Steelers with Coach Tomlin and the Rooneys and the way that they run that organization is unbelievable. And I'm always gonna have the utmost respect for them because, you know, they ended up when I got cut from the Browns, they took me in and then they just showed me the most love when I got there. Coach T treated me like a Hall of Fame. He treated me with so much love and respect. So now I'll never I'll never forget that. Who's and your, then they, who was your favorite Pittsburgh Steeler ever? Like either a teammate or just all time? My favorite Pittsburgh Steeler ever might have to be might have to be Troy Potomalu. Yeah, I was about to say Troy. Troy got to be high on the list. So was he always like intense like this on the field at all times? Because because the shampoo commercials, you see a whole different element of Troy. <laughs> like oh. the head and shoulders commercials, like look, it's a great, this is a great, you know, a great the, guy. But was he really great, like the Tasmanian Devil on the field? On the field, he was unbelievable. He was just running around crazy, communicating, taking the most crazy risks. I think him and Ed Reed are like my top two safeties of all times, just because they were doing things that safety is not supposed to do. You're not supposed to be leaving your corners out the dry, but you're not really leaving them out the dry because you're going to go pick off something from, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you're like, yo, 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 what you put over the top. He's like, no, I knew this was coming. It's like a, so video, we, it's like a video game. It's like he, he's a real life video game. He knows what's going to happen before it happens. Yes, his study and when he takes like when he was jumping over the line, that studying when this dude is gonna snap the ball, he knows tendencies, so he able to jump over it and hit buddy as soon as he snaps it. <laughs> Things like that. But then like you said, him in the commercial, him off the field, he talks so quiet and so relaxed and like you would never think that he was that dude on the field that he is when you talk to him off the field. I feel like this, Joe, like I, I see guys like Troy Palomalu, like the Aries, the Ray Lewis's, like the guys on the defensive side of the ball. Like you got to have a little psychopath about you to play defense. <laughs> and the NFL, like you said, guys would be soft-spoken off the field. You know, they nice, courteous guys off the field. You see them like, man, this guy wouldn't kill a fly. But when, when they get when they turn the lights on on Sunday night or Monday night, it's like you. I feel like is that true? Like a lot of guys, like you gotta have some type of psychopath characteristics to play defense at that level. One thousand percent. One thousand. Is there like a switch? Is like a switch? Like you gotta really like turn on the switch when you come through the tunnel. Like you turn on the switch. You, uh, me, and my boy Vince Williams. He was a linebacker for the Steelers, number ninety-eight. He retired probably I think a year or two ago. And me and him will always talk like how you have to have a little bit of crazy in you because when you get out there, you kind of just black out. That we we you black out. You kind of go into a a mode where it's it's kill or be killed. Yeah. Because these 
dudes, these dudes are not playing with you, and especially being on defense. It's starting to change to an offensive game, and you got to make sure you watch the way you hit people. You got to make sure you can't hit them too high, you can't hit them too low. These dudes are trying to run us completely over. You know what I'm saying? So for for a defensive player, I think just knowing that the game is an offensive game and knowing that we are put in a difficult position, but it's our job. We're the best in the world at what we do because for, we, we play football the best in the world. So when we're out there, we kind of just have to snap into this mentality of, okay, it's us against the world. They want to see 50 points being scored. They're not because we're going to make sure we lock this up and like do it the right way. Yeah, the rules are kind of – the rules are kind of set up now in today's NFL. It really favors the offense, like you said. It really favors those guys more than y'all. <laughs> That's crazy. They touch the quarterback. Can't, can't touch nobody. And now, and now you can't touch the receivers. And these dudes are putting sauce on their routes now. They're not just running no normal comeback. No. Jeffrey, Chase, uh, my man, Adams. These dudes are running real routes. And these quarterbacks, you know what I'm saying, getting $50 million a year, are putting it on the money. So, like, it's, 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 becoming, it's, it's becoming very, very more, a lot more difficult. But that's why you got to get into your film study. You got to get in, into this thing of being able to be like, this is a life thing that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make sure I understand these concepts, I understand these routes. Like, that's your only job while we feel when you play in the NFL, to get these concepts, get these routes down, and try to prevent these dudes from getting touchdowns. So which guy is playing right now? Which wide receiver right now? If you had to cover this guy on the island, which one is right now? I would say Devontae Adams, but who is the best route runner right now in the NFL? I was saying Devontae Adams also. I would say the, the, the route running, Devontae Adams, crazy route running, uh, Keenan Allen. Yes. Route running. And uh, which one I got? Shout out to Keenan Allen, man. He's from North Carolina. A lot of people don't know that. He's from Greensboro. Shout out to Keenan Allen, man. Man, shout out to Keenan Allen for show. That's my man. We and him be golfing together, too. And his routes are crispy. Crispy. So a lot of people don't know this about you, Joe. Some people do, but some people may not. You come from a family of athletes. You know, what made you choose football over basketball? Because you did win two state championships as a high school point guard in the DMV. Man, you want to know what made the choice for me? When I was in the uh, when I was in eleventh grade, I had thirty five offers in football and I had zero in basketball. What? How, how is that? How is that possible? <laughs> I, I, I was I was nice at basketball, but I was great at football. Okay, I, it was I was a five eleven. I was a five eleven point guard. You know what I'm saying? And I could shoot. I could pass, but I wasn't nothing like I wasn't nothing. nothing I wasn't too crazy. Who was I your game did- like? Who was your game like as a player? If you had oh, to, if you had to say, I I, I remind you no, know, I, I looked like a Steph Curry, or I was kind of like a. That what- I was. Uh, let me say. Let me let me let me give you let me give you a good example of myself. You were scoring. You were a scoring point guard. I, I was. I was. I was. I was probably like a ten and ten. Oh, okay, you you was diamond up then. I was I, I was definitely diamond it up. I was diamond that thing up for sure. I was ten to ten. So who is the best high school player to ever come from the DMV? Me and Kevin Durant, Quinn cooking them guys. Oh. We've had these debates before, but I want to ask Joe Hayden because you're from there. You've seen it from a different perspective, being a football star. Hey, we got two. We got well. We got we got two for sure. I mean that that would have been. We got KD and Mike Beasley. 
Mike Beasley, man. Mike Beasley can score. I tell people to this day, as far as one-on-one on, one on one basketball, like I've seen, I've seen footage of him playing in Berry Farms in the summer league. Like one-on-one, on one, five on five, it don't matter. Mike Beasley is a bucket, bro, for forever. I think, I think when Mike Beasley turns 50 years old, he'll still be giving dudes buckets, bro. For sure. He's still giving, I know he's still, he's still giving dudes buckets right now. I, he should be, he should get another shot because he's, he's a walking bucket. Like right now, the season about to start. You know, we got the Cavs. The Cavs retool. They got Donovan Mitchell in the fold. I like what the Cavs are doing. We're gonna see what the Lakers gonna do. Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie, KD. Who are your favorite players, and and who are you most excited to see going into this NBA season? You know, it's my. You know, cousin. You know me. My favorite player is LeBron James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how I feel about Braun. I yeah, I just whatever. I only got it. What it does, but what it doesn't need to be said doesn't need to be explained. Braun, and then I'm a real, I'm a real big KD because he's from the crib, big time KD fan. Um, and then my boy because when I got drafted to to Cleveland, that's when Braun left, and Kyrie got drafted the next year. Him and Tristan. So I'm a big Kyrie fan because he, I think he has the best handles in NBA history yeah, ever, and, ever, ever, easy. Ever, ever, like, and there was, oh no, you, do you, do you know? Alan? I'm like, yes, I know Allen Iverson. He would give you the creep, meanest right to left, and all of that. But Kyrie package is something I've never seen with with his handles, being able to finish. I think it is. He, was he left handed? Because there's no way he could be able to finish with this left the way that he finishes with his left. Yeah, Kyrie was on the shop recently with uh, Mav and all the guys on the shop. Shout out to those guys, PR and Mav and those guys, man. He was on the episode of the shop, and he actually said that he said he's been uh, he's ambidextrous. So he said he writes and he does everything with his left hand. So that's why his left hand is so nice. Um, Kyrie Irving is one of the most, for sure, just watching him play. I just know he can do anything. He's going to dance with that thing. He's going to finish it. And then, uh, and then Steph Curry, because Steph Curry with the shot is just uh, crazy. One of the nicest dudes, and just the babyface assassin. He just goes up. <laughs> it goes back to what we said earlier about the psychopath. Like you, yeah. you wouldn't think Steph Curry was this level of psychopath on the basketball court if you see him no. in person. No, no, not at all. The friendliest dude, but he wants to give you seventy. <laughs> so, give me your NBA Finals predictions, Joe. NBA Finals predictions and your NBA MVP prediction. Right NBA, here on the Some Dude Show, right now. NBA Finals predictions. It's going to be... The Milwaukee Bucks going to be tough in the East. And, and I think the Six is going to be tough, too. Because James Harden, <laughs> James Harden in shape now. Yeah, he is. I think... I don't know. I ain't going to lie to you, man. I think Golden State might win it again. <laughs> they're going to go back to back. <laughs> I think Golden State is going to be in the finals, and they're going to beat Milwaukee. That would be a great NBA finals. I was hoping yeah. to see that last year. My thing with the Warriors, Joe, is I think the NBA, the other teams in the league, are still trying to catch up with their overall team chem chemistry. Like, their mm -hmm. team chemistry is so high. And the other teams, they're trying to put pieces together. They're trying to put stars together. But they don't have that congruency. They don't have it. Like, they don't have that cohesiveness that the, that the Warriors have. When did Jordan Poole become Jordan Poole? <laughs> they just got their match. 
player on the team off, off the cut. I called him uh, last year during the finals. I called him Michael Jeffrey Jordan Poole, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like this guy, he was nice at Michigan. We saw him at Michigan. Then he got drafted in the first round, and he kind of struggled the first couple years. And now it's like this guy's a max player damn near. Man, he's 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 amazing. Like that dude gets a he's a, they got a lot of bucket getters. A lot of buckets, bro. A lot of spacing. Clay Thompson. I think Clay's gonna be even better this year after getting that championship and getting his confidence back. Yeah, I think so too. Is Clay? He's, those dudes, and they like you said too. You they can shoot it from all over the place. So when I say bucket getters, you got George shooting it, Steph shooting it, Clay shooting it. So that it's just tough to cover all that. So let's play a quick game, Joe, before I let you go. I got a game. It's called The Hot Seat with Some Dude. I'm just going to ask you a couple random spicy questions, and all you got to do is give me your 100% raw, unfiltered answer, Joe. Okay. Right? Greatest NBA player of all time. LeBron James because of longevity for me now. I mean, and and it's just I've I've grown up on him. I've seen every single game he's played, and just what he what he's done for my life. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of just been it's him and Jordan. Obviously, Jordan was my favorite player. I'm sponsored by Jordan. Like I would die for Michael Jordan, but it's just 12 years compared to Bron going into night 20, 20 and doing the. I played for 12 years in the NFL. I seen him now going at 20 years and still damn near averaging 30. It's just something that I don't know what to say or do about it. So I'm like, man, LeBron, you you came in in high school like a kid and you still been doing this for this long. And when you were with the Cavs, you carried them there with not no squad. And you like, they don't nobody you don't get credit for that. I, I'm gonna give you all the credit for that. Cause you was early in your career as a baby, still doing it. And then you started, now you're just crushing it. You got a billionaire, you're a whole man, you ain't never messed up nothing. You clean slate. I just I just can't say anything wrong about LeBron James. So he's it's, my favorite. It's, it's nothing else to say. Like the longevity is the part I feel like so many people overlook to be able to do this for so damn long, bro. It, it's, it's unreal. I can't. Like, and he's 20 years loading, like, and he's still... Braun, he's not. He's still Braun. His head is still at the rim. It's crazy. <laughs> he throw me. He throws me off. So every time I, I'm like this, I don't know what I don't know what to say. This is LeBron James. God damn. So what is your favorite vacation destination, Joe? Mm. My favorite vacation I mean, destination. I know you've been a lot of places. I see you on the gram. I see you. Don't come on here trying to be humble, Joe. I see you on the ground. You out here living, my boy. So give me right. give me your favorite vacation destination. And also, what's your what, what's on your bucket list? Like, what's the place you haven't been to that you want to go to? Okay. My favorite vacation destination, Dubai. Ooh, I haven't I haven't been yet, but it's high on my list. Dubai, and you stay at the uh, Burj Al Arab. It's the it's the hotel that looks like a uh, like a sailboat. Yeah, I seen it. I seen the picture. Oh. Yeah, I'm telling you, yes, cuffs. That's that's my favorite destination, and I will go as many times as I can. That spot was sweet. And if I had a vacation spot on my bucket list, I'm trying to go to uh, Bora Bora. I still haven't been to Bora Bora. Oh, that's that's like that's a postcard, bro. <laughs> yeah. And the, the villas in the water, you know, you jump off them into the into the water. That's yeah, what I'm trying. Yeah, that's crazy. So what? I know, I know you heavy in the fashion. I see you flexing. I see you with all the fashion and all that. I'm a I'm a big fragrance guy, man. So give me mm-hmm. Joe Hayden's all time favorite fragrance. 
I know it's tough, man. I know it's tough. I, just give me got, one. You might can give me two, but just at least give me one. We're going YSL and we're going Creed. Which which Creed? Aventus? The gold. Gold bottle. Uh, that's Millicene Imperial. Oh, my goodness. Fire. It got a watermelon salt, sea salt note. It's fire, bro. And that thing, yeah, that thing on me right now. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that gold bottle, man. Shout out to the yes. shout out to the good folks at Creed, man. So, you know, we seen you. You own sneaker stores. You know, you ha- you got a sneaker store in Cleveland. Um, you plugged me in one time, even though I wasn't able to go over there. I was in Cleveland one time with my AAU boy. This is many years ago, man. <laughs> what is your all time favorite pair of sneakers, Joe? If you had to pick one right now. Oh my goodness! Just one, like say you you only get one sneaker, you you get to wear in heaven, right? What sneakers you gonna wear in heaven? Just one pair. Got to gotta be some J's, right? Oh no, got, definitely gotta be some J's. I'm wearing the uh, I'm I'm telling, I'm gonna be this gonna sound, this gonna be crazy. I'm being uh, I'm being the Georgetown Seventeens. Oh man, yeah, the navy blue, the, the navy blue, blue and gray. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, man. Nobody, nobody got them. They're in the Georgetown, Nike Town. Never released. Uh, so I ended up getting Jordan to uh, make me a custom pair of those. So those were one of my favorites because being from Maryland, I would always go to the Georgetown, Nike Town, try to see what they had in there. So I'm, I'm going to set the table for you. The quarterback is Tom Brady. Okay. The wide receiver group is Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, and Terrell Owens. Which three DBs are you picking to match up with that passing game right there? You could pick any three DBs of all time to go against Tom Brady, Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, and T.O. Deion Sanders. Yes. Champ Bailey and Charles Wilson. Bro, you just, I had a list of my own. I had Deion, I had Rebus, I had Champ Bailey. I had Charles Woodson and Rob Woodson. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, bro, because you know, you know that those are those are the best doing it. <laughs> yeah, Re- Revis was hell, man. Like Revis yeah. really was Revis Island, except when he played Randy Moss, though. Yo, man, he blew my man. Hand me out that, but you know it'd be like that sometimes. Did you did you ever face Randy Moss? I'm sure you faced Randy Moss, right? I did not face Randy Moss. I faced To. I faced Calvin Johnson, and oh. I faced yeah To Calvin. And uh, Ocho, man, Ocho, Ocho talk a lot of shit, man. I've, I've been reaching out to Ocho. We we gonna do a pod soon, but Ocho is really one of the greatest route runners ever, bro. I don't care what nobody say. All that talking, that boy was putting up numbers and releasing crazy. He was the he was Devontae before Devontae. Yeah, like he he. he <laughs> I think what happened to Ocho, he was ahead of his time as far as like he was talking shit. He was being real charismatic. That was that was before social media. Like oh, now, yeah. like now that shit is cool when you talking shit and you being like a real loud guy. I think he mm. would have been even more accepted in today's NFL. Oh, a thousand percent. That's just that's what people are. That's what gets people famous now. Yeah. It's not even you, you. You can hoop, but like you got to have some shit to you to have some fans. Last question, Joe, on the hot seat with some dude. Give me one Florida Gator story, Joe, like your best Gator moment from practice, because I know them practices had to be even better than game day. Oh my oh, practices. Like, like Percy Harvin, like I, I need a Percy Harvin story. T Tebow, but Percy Harvin, like he's not talked about enough, bro. Percy Harvin is probably like athletic wise, one of the most he's probably top top three best players I've ever played with, been on the field with at at, at one time. Just cause his speed, his quickness, his left to right, 
his his just stop and start. You know what I'm saying? Like you couldn't really teach what, what Percy had. But some of the, the things that was crazy about Percy was he used to have those migraines all yeah. the time. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Where, bro, Percy wouldn't wouldn't practice for the whole week, and then everybody would just be like, "Yo, P, like coaches." Pete, it don't matter, bro. Like, just rest, man, because I know you're going to, like, we just need you in the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, nobody would ever be pressuring Pete to do nothing. So game days would come. I, I A couple, but Percy wouldn't practice at all some weeks and come out there and have, like, five to like, ten catches, 150 yards, seven rushes, 100 yards, two tugs, just with no practice. So Percy was one of the most naturally uh, gifted people that I ever played with. How was those practices at Florida, like the intensity level? <laughs> like, he, oh. you, you guys had so many pros. Like, if you just look at those rosters from 07, 08, 09, like, the rosters were full of NFL first-round picks, second-round picks, high-draft picks. Like, what was the environment like every day of practice there? It was it was a, it was was an NFL environment, you know, and the thing was, it was a lot of, it was a lot of fighting. You know, it was a lot of, Brandon Spikes had to be in the middle of a lot of that. We had Brandon Spikes was in it. Uh, my man, Lewis Murphy, he, Lewis Murphy don't play, uh, the Pouncey twins. The oh my God. Yeah. The Pounceys, man. You know, we, when I first got there, we was there. Hernandez was there with me. Cam Newton was there with me. Um, so we had, and Cam Newton was playing behind Tim Tebow. Crazy. Like we had so much, so much skills, but yeah, it 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 it, it would get heated. It would get heated. Hey Joe, I gotta ask you, man. The last thing, don't you wish you guys had the NIL deals back when you were at a, you know, a Florida Gator? The NID, the NID, oh. the NILs would have been crazy for those teams, bro. Y'all had superstars. We had real stars, and we couldn't even use our name for likeness. Like we was eating, make we was eating training table. <laughs> And McDonald's. Mac Chicken. Y'all were eating Mac Chickens and y'all had the, y'all the best team in the world, college football. Mac Chicken. Coach, and Coach Mai, eight million a year. Just it's going crazy. <laughs> appreciate you. Man, I appreciate it, man. We got to do this again, man. I got some stuff I'm working on, like I said, bro. We'll definitely be in tune, though. Lamo, hit me up. Let me know. You know I'm out in L.A. When you out here, on. Bro, I appreciate you, bro. Thank you. No doubt, brother. Yes, sir. Yeah. We had a little technical difficulties right there, but Joe Hayden stopping by the Some Do Show. Oh, yeah. 12 years in the NFL, man. Illustrious career. Cleveland Browns. Shout out to the Dog Pound, man. Pittsburgh Steelers. Black Air Force Energy. The Some Do Show, we back. Took a little hiatus, man. Trying to handle a little business here. Shit getting crazy for you, boy. But I appreciate y'all, man. Lot of big things in the works for y'all. NBA. NFL. Oh, boy. It's about to get real, man. Some do show. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. It's the Some Do Show, man. We are here. Because they said we couldn't. 
They said we wouldn't. <laughs> they lied. Certified. 